Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's number one podcast about running a comedy club. Period. I'm your host, Dr. Matthew John Murtha III. Joining me, my beautiful co-host, Johnny Boyalis. What's up, everybody? Johnny D. And today's special guest to celebrate the 50th anniversary of our second episode, right? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, we have that our guest from our second episode ever, Mr. But Harris P. Fellman. Hello. Harris, what's your middle name? Uh, Matthew, spelled weird. Really? Yeah. How do you spell Matthew weird? With an I and a U? Uh, M-A-T-H-U-E. Math- wow. Matthew. Matthew. Yes, apparently my mom liked art and still does, actually. Interesting. Well, I can tell you, Matt is the best color. Uh, the best hue, if you will. <clears throat> our very first <clears throat> ever guest, back again. We've gone full circle. Uh, we're going to make our way through everyone, maybe. So- is this the 51st or 52nd episode? Then? This is the 52nd episode. Oh, oh, wow. And also a deck of cards. Yeah. See? Kismet. That's what we planned. That's how we planned it out. Wow. Um, planned. We are just talking about the, the pathology of comedians. John describes it as a pathology. <laughs> I describe it as the absolute truth. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, I just told the boys that I feel like I'm the best part of every show I've hosted. But yeah, it's, for the last five years. But it's, so it's it's not just the case with so it's like how everyone thinks that they're a better driver that they're an above average driver, right? So yeah. like it is true. It might be true in your case. I don't know if it's true in your case or not. Uh, but it can't be true for everyone. So it can't be yeah. true for every single comedian that they are the best comedian on that show. Uh, These shows sell well because of Doctor Matt. That's we noticed this on with the videos that we've been making with them as well is that consistently everybody thinks that the video that they made is the is the best video uh which do we have the numbers true. to back that up uh the improv video is doing very very well is it really yeah i think it's going to be the first one to break three three k on our own steam there's been a few yeah. that have broken three k on on other people's steam but uh, we're running on our own steam now. Now the improv is Noah versus the improv or stand-ups. Is that the? Yeah, yeah, that one. Cool. Exactly. It didn't come out as quite as well as I had wanted, but it was still pretty. There's like a couple great moments in it. It's, it finishes on a very big and natural laugh, which is the highlight yes. of, the, of the filming of the yeah, whole yeah. thing. So that's cool. Anyway, Harris, long-awaited podcast. Yeah. Frustrating afternoon for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely uh, was. Uh, jerked around a bit i guess yeah that was me i was jerking harris around today uh my fault i did get a free coke zero out of it my fault i um wait we don't don't sponsor us yet oh yeah we should do those videos i was thinking about those videos today i want to buy some burger king and then uh take one bite and then start vomiting in a in a bin or something rather and then have you walk in with emergency mcdonald's and let me uh wash away the the taste of burger king who do not sponsor us and our pieces of shit. Super shit. Uh, they're, they're pretty crappy here, actually. The the service level of Burger King mm. in Barcelona is is yeah. noticeably low. I wanna I wanna do two things. I wanna eat Burger King and then fake vomit into a bucket. And then another goal for this year is to eat McDonald's and then run a marathon. <laughs> uh, I think that would be that would be fun. I think if I do that, maybe anything we'll get... is possible through the magic of editing. Uh, yeah, maybe we could fake it. I don't know. Anyway, my fault that uh, I've been jerking Harris around today. I, I, we said we were going to record a podcast at 2 o'clock, and I didn't check the fucking calendar for this studio, which is the entire reason we have the calendar. 
And then, uh, so I realized at one thirty-five that Marco was going to be in here recording something. So I quickly, immediately sent both Matt and Harris a message to say, whoa, let's do four o'clock instead. That was awesome because I was running super late today. Mm. Yeah, and Harris didn't get the message oh, no. uh, until, until he got here. And at that stage, so I just sent those messages. I was like, okay, that's sorted. That sucks. I've, I've wasted a couple of hours of my time. But then just as I was, <laughs> I was uh, sitting down, I looked at my phone and I got an email saying that the flyers had arrived. And I was like, yes, I feel like I'm so excited for these flyers. Been looking for, and so I had time to go all the way across town to pick up these flyers and then come back. So that's what I did. And then the second I got onto the metro, Harris sent me a message saying, "I'm I'm stuck outside, and someone's trapped inside." And uh, fuck you. <laughs> I didn't say fuck you. I just said fuck. I just said fuck. No, that, that was the feeling behind. I, oh. think, I think. No, yeah. no. My my intention was just ah oh, fuck. Yeah. It okay. wasn't fuck you. Although, uh, a little insult added to injury, considering the fact that you and I live in the same apartment, and I still somehow managed to get here at 2 p.m. and not know, you know, like it, like that. Yeah, well, I rushed down early. I wanted to be extra prepared for the for the podcast today. Yeah. So anyway, I go all the way across town. It's in the middle of nowhere, this stupid fucking print shop. And then I get to the shop and I walk in and I'm like, hey, have you got the flyers? I'm here for the flyers. I show them this email saying that my order is ready. And they're like, no, 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 no. We don't have the flyers. They talked to me like I was a stupid idiot. They were like, no, no, the flyers take seven working days to print. What instead we have is these two posters that you also ordered <laughs> at the same time as ordering 5,000 flyers. So they... <clears throat> Oh, it's just insane that they would think I cared that a tiny little part of my order was ready to pick up, that I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for every single... It's like, we've got 200 of the flyers, come and pick those up and then go back the next week and the next week. It's it's Printers are bad in general. It's, it's a, a bit of a scam, <laughs> uh, the whole thing. Every time we've ever printed something for the Comedy Clubhouse, we've changed printers. I've got a pretty good print. I've got a pretty good printer. I'll show you the quality. What um, about that guy that used to be a friend of the Clubhouse? I was satisfied enough with them. I don't, I'm not even sure we ever used that guy. I did for some like other stuff. I mean, it's like an economy thing as well. Like, yeah, they're not too cheap. No, these were like oh, I don't know what's cheap. I mean, these were like five cents per. Oh I, no, I'm talking about my buddy's print oh, shop okay. in Poblin. This no. is a it's a it's not it's not Vista Print. It's some other. It's like 360 here, but they're pretty pretty decent quality and they come pretty fast. For our listeners, we're now looking at. Harris's new flyer for his show. It's called The Magic Show Must Go On. A comedy magic and a touch of inspiration. Yeah. It's going on uh, on tour. He's got a couple of dates coming up. March 11th at the Comedy Clubhouse. Yeah, and this is going to air after that, of course, so sorry. How was the show, Harris? How is the show? How was it? Well, it'll be on I, Monday that this comes out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was it was so great. I couldn't believe how many people showed up for it and, and how inspired they were uh, uh, by my story. I can't believe that you had a good show and I didn't perform. I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> well, you were here. I mean, you were, you were yeah. in the building. This is Harris was telling me the other day. He wants to have his, like trial runs at the comedy clubhouse so so he's had one already and then march 11th he's got another trial run for when the show is not polished at all and then uh <laughs> later on he's got uh maresma and saint pere center uh for when the show's a little bit better than a little the clubhouse i guess 
Yeah. Where's where where are these places? Marisma uh, and Saint Pere. No, well, Saint Pere is just the one that um, Luis does the failing in love. Ah, that's just okay. over yeah, here. Yeah, up the road a bit. And then Marisma is in Marisma. It's in uh, Verlasa de Mar, Verlasar de Mar. Uh, it's a co-working. It's a friend of mine owns a co-working, and I've done a couple shows there. How f- in Barcelona then, or no? It's in Catalonia. It's like forty-five minute train. Yeah. So. Because I'd love to. I know we've been talking You'd about love it to for heckle? years. You'd love to come to my show. No, no, I want to. I want to perform in like Valencia, Malaga, and all those oh, places. Okay. I yeah. thought you were on the up and up. By the way, I have a way to. I have a trick to show you. Oh. For tour planning. Oh, I thought a magic trick. Sorry. No. It's, it's going to seem like magic, but. Uh, we can tell everyone the trick. It's a cool trick. I don't want to tell everybody the trick. All right, we got our secrets now. We're figuring stuff out. Yeah. We're not going to let anyone in on our secrets. Oh man, it's going to be. I, it's a powerful trick, man. I don't know. God damn, tell me and then edit it out. I mean... I... No, we're going to make you wait as well. Okay. I'll okay. tell you after. You won't be that impressed, I oh, don't okay. think. But... Okay. Well, I, I ran into something that's... I mean, can we, should we talk a little bit about, like, trying to tour a show? You seem, you seem like the Moret, my Moresme location's not good enough for you. It's not. Um, I've, I've kind of decided against um, trying to do shows around Spain, to be honest with you, it's, it, uh, since I do speak the yeah. English. Um, and Spanish venues seem to not be so interested in getting back with you. And also, it's like, it's all spread out. So I might as well just go to Denmark. I mean, it, yeah. there's, not much, there's not much difference between getting a plane and going to Andalusia or getting a plane and going somewhere where there's more money and more uh, English speakers. Yeah. It's also like people have had a really hard time selling shows in Barcelona. Visiting comedians that come to Barcelona have a really hard time selling shows and then people won't pay very much money for shows. Shit, some of us are having a hard time selling shows in Barcelona. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shows. There's a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, What do you guys think about the idea of uh, seeing that there's another performer, a comedy performer, doing um, shows around, let's say Switzerland, and um, having, and then going and figuring out where did he do the shows, and then contacting those shows. You know how I feel about this. You feel like it's totally fine, right? One hundred percent a okay. Yeah, I, I feel like it's okay too. But I do know for a fact that the person I'm talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, I'm not talking about yeah. Victor. Victor knows about it, and he's okay with it. He's not like. I'm glad you did that, but he, but I'm not talking about Victor. I I, I do that with yeah. Victor. Victor shows I know where they all are, and I contact them. It's it's not a magic pill, um, but it's way easier than contacting a hundred venues yeah. to find three that return your your. He's phone. blazed the tr- the trail, and now we follow it. Yeah, so there's there's somebody in in the Switzerland Germany area, and I think it's like AmericanStandUpComedian.com or something like that, and. Um, I've talked to somebody else in Switzerland that's like, I was like, hey, do you want the list of place, venues? He's like, no, I don't want the list of venues. Like this other guy who performs in uh, uh, Teddy? Teddy no. Hall? Teddy yeah, Hall? yeah, I know. Well, I know of him. I don't know him very well. Okay. Uh, he, he was like, no, I don't want the list. Like that guy really does not like uh, sharing information and will be upset. Like I don't want to start any drama be- with myself who performs in Switzerland and another comedian who performs around Switzerland. Mm. It's interesting. Like, I don't know what, like, it's a venue. Yeah, that seems a little extreme. I, th- I think it's fine to, to contact venues under those circumstances. Yeah, it, of course it is. Nobody owns, 
uh, present company excluded, nobody owns the venue, right? <laughs> nobody owns the communication with the venue, the, yeah. the contract, the exclusive contract to perform comedy. And why would you do that? Yeah. There's 365 days a year. It's just bizarre. I will, I will say, going back a little while ago, um, at the, the scene in Barcelona, there was one time back in the day where I was running a beautiful Monday show at a place called La Dorotea, and then uh, another group of people who I introduced to the owners of La Dorotea decided to start running a show at the same place on a Wednesday night, and I didn't think that was very cool, especially considering that those people were the ones that were making a lot of the original rules for stand-up comedy in Barcelona. Things like, oh, you shouldn't have two shows on the same day, or... or... Oh, man, I wish I remembered who this was. You don't you know just, who this you, was? You no, hosted the show, Matt. Really? You yeah. mentioned it, you mentioned the group earlier, even. <laughs> oh, just let's name them. Fuck it. Yeah, it was Craft Craft Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that was yeah, a big. That's thing who I would have guessed with uh, Vinny and Chris. Because so, <laughs> if we're gonna get into it. Vinny and Chris were looking to buy a bar, and uh, Ian was looking to sell a bar. And I was like, wouldn't it be amazing if Barcelona had a comedy club, which was what they allegedly wanted to do with it? Yeah. So I made the introduction. I was like, you guys should talk because. Because if you can somehow buy the Dorotea, that would be freaking incredible. And then... We'd have a comedy club in exactly. Barcelona, hooray. And then they had this meeting, and instead of uh, buying the bar and starting a comedy club in Barcelona, which I, I thought would have been very, very cool, they uh, decided to do uh, the, exact, uh, the exact thing they'd been preach, oh, the... preaching against for years and years and years. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was an issue for me at the time. Um, so I, I do think it's like, I wouldn't... Start a show at Imperfecto without checking in with Andy. Uh, well, obviously, I'm probably not like that. You're not. Yeah. Well, you I, I, if I hosted the show at Dorotea, right oh. on the. Uh, it was a little different. You didn't. You weren't the one that like went and blo- and and went and and talked to Dorotea to yeah. to say, hey, let me it's, do a show there. It's so easy to talk to somebody though. So I mean, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, talking yeah. to people. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm and there was no hard feelings uh, towards Matt at the time. I was like, if That's you can good. get paid fifty euros for hosting a show, I mean that was that was a fortune back in in yeah in those it was days. really good money back then. Um, so no, I thought it was fair enough for you to host them. I just thought it was a little bit odd. Well, yeah, Chris and Vinny were had shitty business practices <clears throat> the entire time. I'm surprised that they kind of coded in your mind as being the ones to say don't run a show on the same night as somebody else or because they they're they were oh Vinny more than chris but like back in the the big just kidding barcelona versus craft pumpage in the very first piece of drama in the barcelona comedy scene it all happened because Vinny decided to run a show directly against one of andy j ritchie's show yeah so, or and then dan gutierrez i think started a show against Vinny's, and then it blew up but that was never his his policy, you know. So even when I started the Monday night show, they then started a Monday night show shortly after I did. Yeah. But then they came to me and they were like, look, I'm sorry about this, but we already had it in the planning and all of this kind of thing. I would uh, call bullshit on that. That they that they planned the Monday show afterwards? Yeah, it, just, it was just a, a rule that they had to stop other people from doing yeah. it. That was the whole thing, right? And even when... We, we originally had the, instead of English Comedy in Barcelona as a Facebook chat, we had Stand Up Comedy Barcelona. And then when people started posting about their shows that were on a Wednesday night in Stand Up Comedy Barcelona, we had to create English Comedy Barcelona. Yeah. 
uh, because that was their chat, basically. They're uh, uh, fantastic, ruthless businessmen. Bit of a deep cut. Bit of a bit of a deep cut today on the history. Here's, here, of, yeah, of since we brought it up, uh, let me let me give you a fun little story though. So uh, Chris and Vinny are the ones that produce Gaffigan shows, both here in Barcelona and in Madrid, and uh, and because of them, I got to open for Gaffigan. Like they. Mm-hmm. Did you think that everybody showed up to see you open? I am sure of it. Yeah. I was the best part of that show. Right. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I gave Gaffigan a joke, mm-hmm. and it was the best joke of his night. All right. He got the biggest laugh, and nobody will ever believe it. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, in fact, when he, we were in the dressing room, and we were talking about stuff, and I, uh, I'll just tell, should I tell the, I'll tell the whole story. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody sure. listens to this anyway, right? I do. So, because, so Gaffigan, we're, we're he's... It's amazing to work with him. Yeah, actually, shout out to James Regal, who uh, listens to every episode twice. Ooh. Oh, Mihai hasn't gotten a shout out on the last two episodes. He was complaining about that. Hey, um. fuck Mihai. So uh, what I wanted to say is that I'm sitting backstage with Gafkin, and he's just kind of going through his material. He's trying to find out everything he can about Spanish life, right? And he goes, is it true that everything starts late? I go, oh, yeah, definitely true. He's like, dinners? I'm like, yep. And he goes, shows? Yep. And he goes, what else? I go, democracy. He goes, oh, is that yours? I was like, I just thought of it. He's like, can I use it? I go, absolutely. He goes, you'll never get credit for this. I go, go right ahead. And then he d- he performed it. And it got an enormous laugh. Um, you still tell that joke? Yeah, yeah. I, I do all the time. I am pretty sure he told it on Colbert. The joke definitely made it to mm. the Amazon special. Cool. Yeah. Um, but Jim Gaffigan thought of it. So. <laughs> No, but I bring this up because because uh, we're talking about Chris and Vinny and and what their business style is like. So they're in Madrid, and Chris is telling me this this story. They go out it's after one of their shows or something. They go out for dinner with Jim Gaffigan, right? Some hey, we'll show you this fancy Spanish place. Check comes. Chris goes, "Hey, you're the big famous comedian. You pay for it." And Gaffigan goes, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." Wow. And uh, Gaffigan goes, all right. And then, like he did, it wasn't a big problem. He goes, but this is the first time in my entire career that a promoter has ever made me pay for dinner. And uh, Chris is telling this story like, look what I did. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this clever? I treat the comedian like a regular person. What and a douche. I don't know. You know, like, it worked. Like, here's the thing. Gaffigan invited Chris to, like, his show in Poland. Like, Gaffigan mm. really likes... In my opinion, and this is really crazy, this is probably stuff that you're not supposed to talk about, but it seems that he really enjoys meeting these people of different cultures. And when he gets to Europe, he doesn't want to talk to Americans. And like, uh-huh. and so, and Chris being Chris, like, saved himself probably 100 euros. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, when they produce the show, so Gafkin sends a, a writer, right? Like, I want the dressing room to have this, 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 this. They took a look at the right and they go, all right, come on. What do you really, of this stuff, what do you really need and what can we not buy? <laughs> and then so Gafkin's like, well, I really need the Starbucks, Red Bull, and Nic- Nicorette or something. It could be a good risk, right? So it could be basically <coughs> that he Gaffigan's meeting hundreds and hundreds of promoters all the time. Yeah. And they don't, none of them stand out from each other, right? So you make Gaffigan pay for a meal. And you might be, you could calculate in your head. You could say, look, there's a, there's a 90% chance that he hates this and never yeah. wants to work with me ever again but there's a 10 percent chance that he's like man that guy's got spunk 
Yeah. Uh, and then you stand out from the thousands of people that he works with on a regular basis. So it's, so it's not... You think it was a conscious and not just a... a you no. think it maybe? I mean... Well, he told the story. Like, he was proud of, him, yeah, of yeah. himself. So... Okay. Could have been conscious. And it worked. I mean... Could have been conscious. Anyway, I had dinner with... Um, for for Cam's birthday with with Vinny the other day, and he's doing good. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was he's a, back from Kazakhstan. He's uh, back from Kazakhstan. He's uh, uh, living a living a clean lifestyle, which wow. which we had in common, and and no, it was perfectly perfectly amicable. Congrats! Yeah. Um, despite all room. the despite all the <laughs> <laughs> bed bugs, despite all the trash talk, I do like Chris and Vinny. I just and they know it. They they know that they you know butt up a, butt heads against everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or they did. They did. Yeah. I don't. Well, they they've got a comedy show running still. Oh where? Z Z funny business. Oh, is that oh. is that with them? I thought it was. Just, it's at Craft. It's at Craft. Do they own Craft? I was uh, under the impression I knew they sold it. I knew they were going trying to, but I didn't think they had. I certainly saw it for sale. Uh, this is where I got the number that if we had a bar that was a similar size to ours. You'd be selling uh, forty thousand euros worth of drinks hmm. uh, a month because that's a month. that's okay. what they listed. Um, yeah, that's on, what you guys the, do. Their craft listing. No, I mean we do about twelve or thirteen thousand. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a start. Big it is a start. Differences. So uh, one thing I was curious about: did, Have you guys ever talked about like kind of how uh, you guys were just kind of talking about how dramatic, dra- how much drama there was? But have you ever talked about on this podcast like? how the comedy scene here kind of gets together a bit. And, like, we obviously don't say, like, don't have a show on this night, but we we kind of come together and try to make sure that... Do you, have you talked about that? I'm sure we've touched on it. A little bit. It. We touched on, the you know, the fact that we had a, a Christmas party and that kind of thing. And I do think it's... Showrunners meetings. close to a miracle that there's no one in Barcelona that we have a bad relationship with. In Barcelona. In Barcelona. Well, not many people... Not many people uh, worldwide either, I would say. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the people that run shows in Barcelona, I think we get along well with all of them. There's no one that really like doesn't run a show here, for example. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying cool. to think. Maybe the Giggling Geary's Irish lady. Oh, who's I mean, never, ever once shown any interest in anything else that goes on in Barcelona. Yeah, that's... Uh... Who is it? I mean, I have no idea. Do, do, do they still do shows? I don't know, okay. actually. Yeah. I think so. It, it gets mentioned to me every now and then. John's leading, leaving, le- leading and living the clean life. You know, Bem jumped on that bandwagon. Do you know what? I, I, you do see this kind of echo that happens. Harris is living a very clean life these days as well. Fuck all of you. All you fucking healthy happy people oh uh, come on matt join no. us no join us wake up no. early every morning and meditate god have you tried green tea I... have you tried vinyasa i'm gonna drink more of the zero sugar synthetic beverage that is the delicious coca-cola and i'm gonna continue to be miserable god damn it i am gonna drink again i know that you that's something you were concerned about matt uh, the other <laughs> night, uh, I forget what we were we were standing around. It was like me and Javi, and I don't I don't I don't know what the particular issue was. I think maybe I was trying to take money from the drawer or something, and Javi was yelling at me. And I'm like, come, that, you know, yeah, I think this is probably it. 
And he's like, no, look, John's been on me for, you know, we got to make sure the cash is this or this. I was like, motherfucker, we got to get John to drink again. Like. <laughs> yeah, he told me. He passed on the message. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. By the way, quick shout out to Javi. Yes. I was just going to ask, how is he doing? He's, he's doing great. He's doing fantastic. He, so, so uh, Harry. Uh, ha- ha- Harry. Harry. Harvey had a, had an operation on Monday, um, and it went well. Basically, is the yeah. thing. He he very kindly he gave gave my number to the doctor so that in theory the second he, he got out of surgery I would get a call from the doctor. So the, the operation was like nine o'clock in the morning. It started it's supposed to be over by one o'clock, and the doctor was supposed to call me as soon as it was done and and ready to go. And then I don't get a call from the doctor all day. I get a call from a random number that I don't know, and I miss the call. So I'm trying to call back. I'm trying to call the doctor. Nothing. Nothing. So it goes all day without me hearing from the doctor. And then finally, I get we get a message from from Harvey later on in the afternoon, uh, saying like, "Hey, I'm fine. Everything's cool." Uh, he was like, "Hey, make sure you remember to pay me." So I was <laughs> like, "That is great news that he yeah. is remembering to remind me of that." Uh, and I guess the doctor he had a, the doctor had a list of this is classic fucking Spain. In a list of like seven people that were supposed to get messages the second the operation went well, and. None of them. He didn't do got told. Didn't you know? Didn't tell Harvey's siblings or his mum or anything yeah. like that, which is insane uh, to me. But I was sitting there, like, also trying not to worry that much because I was like, ah, it's probably just some kind of Spanish incompetence rather than yeah. anything that's gone uh, particularly bad. Yeah. He was hoping it would give him superpowers. Mm. Uh, so I think it'd be really fun if he's up for it to. To get them to make a video of him that he's like he's like developed superpowers, but his superpower is that he's just like he can pop tops off bear with his mind, or he can like summon Bart in an instant. Um, <laughs> yeah, could be fun. That would anyway. be fun. It's a pretty serious surgery, though. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it's not a serious, serious part of his body. It is. Well, I well I don't really even know what they did though. He, they put in a stent, right, to drain his brain. No, they regular. do that all the time. They drain his brain all the time, and this is so that they that it doesn't build fluid anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to You're say. You're saying it's not very, that's not a big deal? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I guess it's not cutting into your brain, maybe. Like, it's just going in your... In your... It's It was brain surgery, so yeah. I, I shouldn't talk any shit. <laughs> anyway, Javi's okay. Great. He's doing great. He's talking shit again. Yeah. Straight back to talking shit, uh, which is amazing. So we're very, very happy with that. Shout out to Javi. Shout out to Mihai. James. Yeah, Mihai Mariah. wanted to come in as our, our therapist. He thought, he thought we needed that. that. I thought this podcast was your therapy. Sometimes. Yeah. Mihai actually would be a fantastic therapist. He's uh, he's talked to me sometimes, you know, out on the street over a cigarette, and he's just like, oh, mm, yeah. "What do you think about that?" Yeah. And then I break down and cry, and he calls me a pussy, and it works. It's great. And okay. you remember not to be a pussy anymore, yeah. and you just shove all that emotion down deep inside. I'm kidding. There's absolutely nothing wrong with pussies. By the way, I don't think a lot of going back to the beginning of the of the podcast. I don't think a lot of comedians think the way that you. have to like <laughs> like oh this show is all about like the whole reason people are showing up is is me i think uh i'm it's not all every show but a lot of shows i think i'm the best part of the show and i know that a lot of comedians don't agree with that okay no not about you uh, obviously <laughs> uh, 
uh, I just mean even about themselves, like because you were saying that earlier, like you know, like oh, it's a good thing everybody doesn't think that way. I mean, I don't think everybody thinks that way. I think a lot of people do. I think a lot of traveling com- traveling comedians. This yeah. is how we got onto it. Traveling comedians when they come and they sell like sixty or seventy tickets or whatever. I'm sure that they think that that was them that sold the tickets. Yeah. We have a couple of comedians here that are very particular about their name being used on. Yes, that's and, true. And Any. I don't. In our experience, names don't really no count for much, with the exception of Mike Rice. He's the only Mike, Kyla, Kyla, Michelle. Tam- yeah, Tamra's there now too. I Tamar. think. I think he's got himself a following. Uh, Louis can sell tickets. Who? Louis. L- Louis. Ah, uh, Louis C.K. That uh, kind of red-haired guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of barely. You know the guy that I headline for. That. Oh, they opened for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That guy. He, he's he's yeah. doing good actually. He's been um he's coming out with some good stuff. Nice. Uh, these days. Oh, so you think if he performed here, there wouldn't be any problem selling tickets? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, we're selling tickets anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't make that much of a difference if we sold out anyway. I mean, I think I almost that's think the thing, right? We still don't really know what the fuck sells tickets, and it's frustrating. Yeah. Other than if I host a show for a couple of years, that it's gonna it's gonna be fine. Yeah. 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 Definitely, the consistency of bomb shelter is a, a big thing, and the fact that it's just a rowdy Friday night, people know. I think on it. So I, I give myself all the credit for Bomb Shelter and Spotlight, but honestly, I think it's just the the weekend spots. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, I I helped uh, do Bomb Shelter for a little while. It wasn't always always good sellouts. It was always good. It's so funny. Louise helped for a time too. Yeah, yeah. Back like I take credit for all of Louise's success too. He started. He learned all that shit. With me and Bomb Shelter. Yeah. He learned how to get a big following on Instagram. And then he was like, why am I doing this for Matt? Right. And he fucked off, and now he's a big success. Yeah. Huh. Apparently doesn't pay for advertising anymore, for, for at least for Basement. Yeah, I'm sure not for Basement. Which yep. is cool. And that's the thing, though. Like once I think that once you have like a consistent show that does well, then that's, that's that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he pays for any advertising anymore. Ever. I'm sure for failing in love that he does. Yeah, maybe for failing in love. Yeah. Luis, what are your secrets? But I'm not sure. I mean, you've you got to consider he's got a pretty good following, online following, so maybe he doesn't need to advertise outside of... I mean, he's got, like, access to, what, 8,000? I mean, but we all have access to... It kind of seems like you have to advertise... You have to pay for advertising even to reach your followers. Yeah, that's That's true. the annoying thing. I mean, we get... We have 5,000 followers nearly. Our videos that people love and like still only get 2,000 views. Right. Yeah. So... Book social media. You do just have to pay for that's, stuff. That's a good song right there. Yay! This is fun. Yay. We're having fun. <laughs> uh, Matt got a job. Matt did get a job. What? Nice. Yep. Yeah. All the hopefully all the financial issues uh, will be alleviated in about a month's time once I start raking in that big fat editing. Oh, you got another money. editing job? Yeah. Same job as before. They just turned the spigot off for three or four months and appears to have just turned it back on. Oh, so the same company and everything. Yeah. How much you get for? Uh, with this company, I make about like 200 euros a day. Thereabouts. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
pretty good. Well, one to 200, depending. So today I did two papers, and I should make 80 euros per paper. Mm-hmm. So I have a a, a show a, a venue in Stock in Copenhagen. Oh right. That I wanted to tell you guys about, and I just got the email about it. So you know our venue, <clears throat> different one. You no. We, so we played Copenhagen yeah, together. So we played it. We played Copenhagen together at a place called Drop In, and they said I could come back for free. Um, like I don't have to pay them. I yeah. mean, and then um, I found a few other venues that like oh you only have to pay you know whatever two hundred. Uh, equivalent of 200 euros. One venue, um, I turned it around on them and said, because uh, it seemed like they do some promotion, and I said, well, it would be 5,000 kroner um, if you do all the promotion and you keep all the tickets or uh, guarantee me 2,500 kroner, which is about 300 dollars euros. And um, they were like, okay. And I still get, I, so I get 100% of the tickets and they, with a minimum of 250, uh, uh, with a minimum of about 300 euros. So, like, now my trip to Copenhagen's paid for. The sun's amazing. What? I, what? I know. I'm, like, literally rereading my thread to make sure, like, I'm not supposed to pay them. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So I'm excited. Amazing deal. Or it's wrong, and I just, uh, I'll go to the drop-in, but I think. You need an opener? Sure. <laughs> I think I'll be... I'll be too poor to tour for another two years. <laughs> oh shit! I thought you. I thought your job came. Cut. Yeah, but I gotta. I gotta pay back some debts off of that. Uh, save some money for the next time that the work dries up. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think you gotta change your mindset about that. First of all, start meditating in the morning. No, yeah. No, 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 no. But seriously, <laughs> quit drinking, quit smoking. Yeah, no, but seriously, like, uh, didn't you profit from almost every show you've ever done? Yeah. So, but it didn't. Uh, not enough to 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 get the machine pumping and to to have it be self sustainable. And then, but like you have to remember that when I if I leave to go on tour, then I'm leaving the the clubhouse. Yeah, and yeah, it would be okay. Frustrate. Okay. Well, maybe not. Then. <laughs> all, right. all right. Fine. Yeah, I I was off like all last week, and nobody uh, noticed. No, it was. I mean, it slowly got. Dirty or it didn't get cleaned as much. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for cleaning, by the way, yesterday. You're welcome. You could do what? that around the house a little bit too, John. Uh, <laughs> How's Levy doing? We I haven't have seen people her in ages. for that. Yeah. She's fine. She's fine. I haven't seen her. Yeah. That's one thing I'm excited to get back. What? Some cleaning lady. In your house? Yeah. Will it be Leslie? Uh, yeah. Or her daughter, or whatever that is. Uh, no. He's she. Uh, she's in Basque Country now. Oh yeah. His, her son's here though. Okay, maybe him then. Yeah. So many times I've, this is our, we share a cleaning lady, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'll text Levy and then some random person shows up to my apartment to uh, clean. I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, bless her heart. I like her though. John Still. fired her. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I yeah. But it's because she's she's like I'm a cleaning lady and I I reorganize stuff right yeah. and, and one time like the way that she reorganized like she spent the whole time she was supposed to be cleaning reorganizing all of the bottles at Pub Limerick so that they weren't in any kind of order it wasn't even she put them in like color coded order or something like that so none of the she she went. I think she alternated, so she went like brown alcohol, white alcohol, brown alcohol, white alcohol, and that's what she did for the whole shelf. So it was just like it made it impossible to find anything, and it made me spend a couple of hours then undoing all of the yeah. stuff. She's uh, reorganized my apartment on a few occasions. 
Yeah. 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 Same. You know what uh, she got me for Christmas? I don't. I, I might have mentioned this on the pod already. Mm, no. Underwear. <laughs> what does that say? I have no idea. I think that says something. Yeah. I think it says that I got a lot of holes in my underwear. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, are they size, uh, are they XLs? Are they, because I'm missing some underwear. No, they no, were not. <laughs> <laughs> they were not XLs. They were actually too small for me. Yeah. But they were Calvin Klein's, so. I'm missing Whatever. Calvin Klein's. Yeah. No. Uh, let me tell you my joke about meditation real quick. Okay. Yeah. Just because I have been thinking about this. And because, uh, you know, so many of my friends have gone and they've, Gone so Kyla, Kyla, John, and uh, them went sober. They're happier. They're meditating, and so I, I had to look into it. And I, I think I know how it works now. So you have to find a, a space, you know, that's calm and um, and quiet. And then you have to, kind of like look inside and regulate your thoughts so that it's it's, you know. Um, inwardly focused and then you have to tell everybody that you're meditating <laughs> <laughs> yes that is part of it yeah i have one about sobriety about how like you know i stopped drinking and it turns out i don't have any hobbies <laughs> Everyone's like you should focus on your hobbies and i'm like that that was my only hobby you know but i have since i stopped drinking developed a new hobby which is uh bragging to other people about <laughs> or um telling other people they drink too much that's yeah. uh, that's my favorite thing to do now um, so yeah, yeah, what are we going to do? But like, honestly, it's a like, competitive a- advantage over people to what? not drink and to live healthy. I think it is. It really is because yeah. I'm watching people, you know, lap me. Like, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm just excited to lose weight and, uh, and lap you uh, as far as touring goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we had to implement a rule for the, the Chinese shows that they they now include a drink in the ticket. So they're, charge, they? they're charging extra. Yeah, we had to have a little chat with them about it because they were selling, you know, 60 or maybe even 70 tickets. Oh, for what it. did we make on the last Vermouth show? Like 40 euros? Yeah. First couple were really great, though. Yeah. Um, well, the Vermouth includes a drink as well. So we're, we're making, we're doing it right out of that. And how are the Russian shows? The Russian shows are good. I mean, they pay rent, so that's cool. Okay. They fill up the place. Somebody wants to start a Ukrainian show. I guess we could do that. I was going to say, what's the difference? But... The <laughs> but difference I, I is that. the difference is that, that the Russians weren't invited. Hey. Spasiba. I had a heckler. We did a charity show on on Friday. I had a heckler. No, what was the show? Oh for? Jesus! That yeah. It was the homeless charity show. Oh, I got stories from that, too. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you didn't have a heckler. You had a whole section of hecklers. Yeah, it was kind of a weekend of, a weekend of hecklers. But, yeah, the, it, was, it was like you were saying, Harris. It's kind of like an English comedy culture type British, thing. British, I think British culture is a I think they were heckly. Irish. Even more so. But, yeah, British or Irish. And we'll get on to the Harris Fellman's the show must go on show shortly but first the yeah this home what did your heckler say oh it was so it was them and they were just annoying and they They're like super they annoying. stopped my first jokes which is so frustrating when you're a host you're like all right i have to go and deal with this and in the end people are like oh it actually made the show more dynamic and and you know interesting or whatever did but i'm like no or? it was other audience members okay. said it but they were also like is it always is it always like that and you're like no no usually Usually it's fine. Usually the audiences don't suck. 
And then for the spotlight show, there was a girl that sat in the front, and I talked to her right at the start of the show because I knew she was going to be a bit like this. And she was like, oh, "I didn't. I knew I didn't want to sit in the front row or whatever." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll sort of lay off of her." But then she was chiming in with everything the whole time and giving me advice. So like, I, I guess I spoke too quickly on stage for a oh, moment, man. and she was like, "Just breathe, just relax," <laughs> which is so bizarre. It's it's amazing how how people will give you advice on comedy. You're despite... not even a quick talker. No, I don't think so. I guess no. I, I was trying to get through some Too stuff. Too fast for this lady. Yeah. I think that was a night that I did Geary's afterwards. Yeah. yeah same she was girl. still there. Oh, same my girl. God. Yeah, she was... Comedy is the only thing that people will feel very, very comfortable giving you advice on, despite oh, having absolutely no experience doing it themselves. No, that's. I think that's all humanity is very very willing to give advice on things they don't yeah. know about. That's the problem with social media, is that before we never had to hear this shit, and now you have random strangers telling you what to do and think. It was bizarre. It was surreal. It felt like uh, getting a driving lesson from Helen Keller. <laughs> <laughs> See, Helen Keller, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, is this blind, deaf, and dumb lady, uh, so she wouldn't have been a very good driver because she, she was a woman! Hey! <laughs> Uh, it's so funny that you mentioned her because I wasn't sure if anybody I was talking to somebody else uh, about my dating life and like saying like the only thing I have to get a lady's attention are like red flags you know so I'm waving these red flags that's why I need somebody that's blind to the red flag that's why Helen Keller would be the best girlfriend ever yeah I thought I would think Helen Keller is internationally still recognized I, I just wasn't sure yeah I wasn't sure um, but I don't know. I'm sure that's not going to be a favorite part of our podcast. Sorry, let me rephrase. No, uh, no, no, Helen no. Keller was blind, deaf, and dumb, so she wouldn't have been a very good dri uh, driving instructor because she's dead. Yeah, okay. A dead woman. Favorite anyway. That's what I wish I said. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm, 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 I'm reliving the other night. <laughs> So those those guys that were at the homeless two two quick things about the homeless show. Uh, those guys were trying to talk during the improv bit, and Noah just fucking pulled out the teacher oh, voice. Oh yeah, big time! And was just like, "Hey, you guys can laugh, but you cannot talk. All right, this is our time to talk." And like he just like, and the guys were like, "Oh shit," you know, and they they kept quiet. <coughs> and so when I got on stage, they were trying to talk and shit. And I was just like, we're, we're not doing this. And then I started going in on, in on all of them. And I, I asked them why, what they did to, to make Noah bust out the teacher voice. And they said they talked. And I was like, did you keep talking? And I was like, well, all right, you're idiots. But the, the point is, one of the guys um, in the audience, I said, who lives in the Revol? And the guy raised his hand. I said, no, you don't live there. You sleep there. Mm. <laughs> And in the mornings, you pack up your shit, you go to Plaza Catalunya, you ask for coins. And the room got super quiet. And every, so a couple, oh, I go, not the audience to tell that joke to. And said, you guys ever see somebody get fired from a fundraiser? Because <laughs> that's, the whole show is meant to raise money for the homeless. Right, right, right. And here I am making fun of them. That was the one rule, right? So, so yes. they were like, yeah, don't, don't make fun of the homeless. And then we had Reuven come on stage to talk. He works for Esperanza, this yeah. charity. So he came on stage to talk about uh, what they were doing, uh, what he was doing for them charity-wise. And then while he was on stage, I had to run upstairs to turn the air conditioning on. 
and something happened while I was upstairs before I got back downstairs because he had just like killed the room entirely. I, apparently, he had finished what he was saying, and then I wasn't there to get him off stage. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, I've got this joke that no! I want to riff about homeless people," and I never found out what the joke was, but it was yeah inappropriate. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Ruben Ruben's jokes are usually cut in that direction. So yeah. But it was, I mean, it was their guy, right? It was the guy yeah. that they had chosen to be on the show, so I, I didn't feel a lot of responsibility for that. No. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. One, uh, I don't know, one last story before we get to our guest today. <laughs> <laughs> we might be out of time for you, Harris. That's all right. I'm uh, used to it. I got told off last night. Told off in a big way. We. For some reason, I was thinking you guys were around. Um, no, just not surprised. Yeah, honestly, I'm not surprised either. And that's kind of the funny bit about it. So this guy, he's kind of a regular. He was like, hey, Matt, can we talk? I'm like, well, I'm really busy. Maybe after the show, he goes, okay. And then the show comes by, and like half a dozen people are trying to talk to me about this, that, and the other. But I pull him aside. I'm like, hey, what's what's going on? He goes, well, I'm really upset with you. I was like, What? Because, yeah, you, uh, you offended me last week, and I've been mad about it ever since. And usually I would let this slide, but I'm, I'm really mad. I'm, what did I do? He's like, well, I was having a conversation with my friend, and you butted in, and you insulted me, and you taken the piss out of me, and then you threw something at me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, me? I was like, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then he told me a little bit, and then I go, oh, I remember. He and his friend were at the bar ordering. It's one of these nights where there's a big, long line. Uh -huh. And I'm working with, I think it was Bart, just throwing drinks and, like, yeah, and giving people a hard time and this or that. And he had said something like, well, sometimes things are not funny. And I said, what? You know, and I, like, reacted to that. And uh, so, like, it, it did kind of happen. But he was, he was right there standing at the bar. And... Um, and then, but the point is that, like, he, he just wouldn't, I was like, oh, sorry I made you feel like that. I didn't, I didn't, he was, well, you called me a Grinch. You called, you don't know me, you don't know. And I'm like, this is pretty Grinch-like. Yeah, this is very Grinchy. But yeah, you can't say that, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, mm, sorry. And then he gets into this whole thing. He's like, now you're, you're from the States. And look, I, I used to be from the States too, but you can't behave like this here. You don't know me. You don't know anything. I don't know you. And you can't. You have no boundaries, you don't, you know, and and I think that you uh, behave this way just with me. And there's there's something about me. I was like, oh no, buddy, this is this is how I am with everybody. You've got receipts for this. Shit. Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've got a don't you long know? list of people that complain about. Yeah, me. I was, and I'm sitting there thinking like. <laughs> Man, like I do this so much, I don't even remember which time I insulted you. Like, yeah. it's it's how I communicate. So, uh, apologies for who I am, more or less, because I th that shit's not gonna change. I left science to come into comedy so that it would be more accepted. Yeah, it's it's funny how easily people can get offended, especially standing in a comedy club. I mean, I I've been. Oh. I offended somebody at a trade show once, and I kind of understand it because I was outside of the comedy club, and mm -hmm. um, I had a I had a microphone, and um, I was at like one of these expat trade shows, and um, I was like, "Hey, come on, come over here, see a magic trick," and then like they just turned and and went away, and I was like, "Oh, don't, you don't have to be afraid of me. Not all magicians want to steal your wallet. Do I look Romanian?" Yeah. She was Romanian. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I was of like, of course. And then so she like blasted me on social media, and then like now like 
I don't know, like a year and a half later, I tried to uh, contact one of the guys that ran the he, anyway the guy uh, Victor that runs the American Society of Barcelona. Yep. I contacted him and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm the only American magician in in Barcelona in Spain, maybe in in Barcelona, and uh, maybe you, you maybe it'd be cool to do some sort of promotion." He's like, "Well, this thing happened." <laughs> and oh I was no! Like, yeah, and like he, I was like, "Oh, this." Uh, he's like, "Oh no, I heard some bad things about you." That's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, "No, this is what you heard. It was one incident, and like, but that's like still." It's amazing, but and I'm like, Harris is blackballed. It'll stick around. But but nobody nobody's ever said that that about Romanians before. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't even get it from me. I, I like I didn't. You like, stole that joke from a Romanian. I definitely stole that joke from a Romanian. <laughs> you know what uh, Victor says about uh, Roman? Victor the Romanian says about the difference between the the joke about Romanians around Europe is in Barcelona they steal wallets in. In uh, England, they steal jobs. That's like, uh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I think it's like there's certain. I like if you can trap someone a little bit with the joke you make about them. So making fun of Germans for not having a sense of humor is always a winner, right? Because yeah, what yeah. are they going to do? Not laugh? What are they going to like <laughs> get upset about? It? Yeah. <laughs> they can't. They can't prove you right by getting upset about it. That yeah. seems like the best. Uh, yeah, that heckler that we were talking about, she was German from a couple... From mm-hmm. a week she, was. Yeah, she was. She well, was. Anyway, uh, we want to talk about my show. I didn't know that that was actually still an option. It seemed to be going pretty long. Well, we've been going 48 minutes at the moment. Uh, the show must go on. You the do... magic show. The magic show must go on. The magic show must... Okay, and you do magic? I do comedy magic, and I've got a little bit a of... A touch of inspiration. And a touch of inspiration, like it says on the postcard. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so I've got a little bit of story uh, in there, and um, I have some of this kind of, like, shit that you'll hate, Matt, like uh, telling people how to yeah uh, live their dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm hoping that they kind of take that away from it. So, I don't know, I kind of like where it is now, like after doing it. I actually, I mean... Uh, you know, shout out to Noah for helping me out with it, and also mm-hmm. Adam, the guy that did the um, the physical uh, yep. uh, comedy workshop here. But like having access to, see, I'll, I'll circle this back. But having access to, uh, you know, Noah and, and other people, and really just having access to a, a, an audience has been incredible. You know, but like Noah kind of has helped me uh, shape the show a little bit uh, in a more because I'm, I'm it's a little bit more theatrical than. Your normal, just you know, let me just do an hour show. Yeah, and like, and, and as a magician, you can, uh, as a comedy magician, you can make the choice between like doing it kind of theatrical, where it's like some sort of story thread, or doing it like a concert, where it's just like a magic trick, a magic trick, a magic trick. And um, I'm trying to go the other, you know, the other way with it. So cool. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a good process. I'm excited to do it. But yeah, it's there's a, there's a there's, it's already have it's already went it went great on Saturday. Wild success at the comedy clubhouse this past Saturday. Yeah, and uh, if you missed, oh it... right, just three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just three days ago. No. Yeah. But then if you if you missed it, then yeah, uh, just go to Funny Bald Guy on Instagram and you can find out when and yeah. where my stuff. Another is. chance, March seventeenth and March thirty first. Right. Uh, <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Any other shout-outs? I love everybody. Yeah. We know we know who you are who are listening, and thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Constructing the Clubhouse. I've been Dr. Matt. Yeah, I've been John Ellis. And thanks to our guest, Harris P. Fellman. It's M. It's Matt. It's your fucking Matt name. Matt, too. 
<laughs> Bye, everybody. Good night.